TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'll keep an eye on the game for you, but as we do that, we're also continuing to review what's already transpired on this uh, divisional weekend in the NFL playoffs. And to give us a Green Bay Packers perspective, as a guy who's been covering them for years, he does so now for Packers Central, Bill Huber joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Bill, I'd ask you how you're doing, but I think it's a little on the obvious side with the result of yesterday's game. How is the town of Green Bay doing today? <laughs> well, I'm not, not very well, but as well as Buffalo Bills fans are after watching Terry Kill just break like five tackles on that punt return. Yeah, it's... Uh, this is a hard one for, for Packer fans. I mean, you know, in twenty nineteen they get to the championship game, but they they wasn't a real good team. They lost to San Francisco. It was it was an ugly loss, but you know they were a young ascending team. Twenty twenty, they have home field advantage. They lose the championship game here against Brady. Well, it's COVID. The stadium is empty. It wasn't Packer weather. So okay, well, so here we are again. Twenty twenty one, you got home field advantage. Um, you're healthy, mostly. You've got Packer weather. You've got 79,000 fans in attendance. You've got no excuses. And he lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. I like the way you said it, but I'm going to ask you about it. Lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. And Garoppolo completed two key passes on that final possession that allowed them to get in position to kick the game-winning field goal, but he threw for, what, 113 yards? They didn't quite lose as much to Jimmy Garoppolo as they did to the special teams of the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And shame on me, guilty as charged. I didn't make a big enough deal about it, but I heard some people mention that Green Bay was one of the worst special teams teams in the National Football League. It was not enough attention paid to that by either fans, media members, and or the Green Bay coaching staff prior to yesterday's game? No, I mean, every around, everybody around here knew it. If I had a dollar for every time, um, people would say the special teams were going to cost the Packers the championship. I'd be a very rich man right now, Jody. People knew this. I'm telling you, fans knew this was coming all year long. They've been terrible. They've been terrible all year. You go, dude. Missed field goals. I mean, you look at the, the, the game at Kansas City with Jordan Lovett quarterback. They missed one field goal. They had a field goal blocked. They muffed a punt. Um, with all that, they, they would have beaten the Chiefs of Jordan Love. They gave, that was like nine points right there. Um, it's a horrendous special teams. The special teams coordinator spoke all year about how that they'd be better for when the games would matter in December, January, and they were god-awful and – yeah, they, yeah, they lost the game for him. I mean, well, Mercedes Lewis's fumble in the first quarter certainly didn't help matters, but I mean, good heavens! Why, <laughs> why mean, is he? Why is he still? Jesus. Why is the special teams coordinator still employed then today? Um, 
I'm not saying he might not be employed next week. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you're not, you're, you're not going to make knee-jerk reactions, and, and that's fine. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a horror show all year long. Just one horrible game after another, and it bites him in the, in the rump yesterday. All right, let's talk about the guy that everybody is talking about, and I want to talk about as well, and that's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I thought Aaron Rodgers stunk yesterday. Mm-hmm. Even yep. though his numbers don't look horrific, his receivers, mostly Adams and to a lesser extent Jones, bailed him out a bunch of times because he was not, to use the overused phrase now in the NFL, he wasn't putting it on anybody. Uh, they had to lunge, they had to dive, they had to jump. He wasn't hitting anybody in stride or in the chest yesterday. So his game actually, I think, was a little uglier than the numbers showed afterwards. Is that going to fly under the radar because people are going to the next logical step, which is, is Aaron Rodgers going to be a Packer again? Is Aaron Rodgers ever going to play again? Has he gotten enough scrutiny for as bad a game as he played yesterday? Oh, it's all part of that conversation, Jody. Everything you just mentioned there, it's all linked into one. Um, Again, you had everything. Everything was in Green Bay's favor to win this game, um, host whoever, you know, Brady or Stafford in a championship game and get to the Super Bowl, it was all there. And Rodgers, I mean, he admitted to it. He played, he played a bad game. Um, there was a drive late third quarter where he had hit Devontae Adams for 25. So it was a completed pass, but it was a shoestring catch by Adams, and he got no yards after the catch, a better ball. Again, this is yep. Rodgers saying it, not, not me. A better ball, he, he, maybe he gets inside the 10-yard line, and maybe they get a touchdown out of it. Um, the... Third down at the end of the game where he threw in the double coverage to Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard is wide open in the middle of the field. Now, this isn't me talking, you know, doing the month, or I guess it's Sunday, the Sunday evening quarterback. This is Rodgers speaking after the game saying he had Lazard for a big play and he turned it down. Um, so he threw it accurately, he turned down check downs, and he missed Lazard on a, on a key play. So, yeah, Rodgers is willing, more than willing to take the blame for this one, and he should. So that comes back to what you're talking about with his future. If you're the Packers, look, Aaron Rodgers is better than Jordan Love. You have a much better chance of winning a Super Bowl next year if Rodgers is back. And that's inarguable. But if you've lost, if you've won 29 regular or 39 regular season games last three years and fallen short of the Super Bowl the last three years, do you bring him back or do you just say, you know what, this team's not good enough, let's just start from scratch. And I think that is a... Fairly legitimate question. I don't know if the GM is thinking that, but I think it's a fairly legitimate question when you look at they are $50 million over next year's salary cap, and they've got some, I don't want to say gut the roster, but they're going to they're gonna have to dump some key players just to get in compliance with the cap. So you're, you're not going to be as good next year. So they just bite the bullet and move on and try to trade them for draft picks? It's possible, I suppose. Yeah, I did. Said he, does not, he does not want to be part of a rebuild. Well, if you lose Devontae Adams in free agency because you can't afford him, does he want to go into a season next year with me, you, and a couple of your listeners as those receivers? Because all of those receivers are free agents next year. Belda Scantling, Cobb's going to be a cap-saving cut. Lazard's a restricted free agent. I mean, he might not have anybody to throw the ball to next year. Right, but it all starts at the top with Devontae Adams. Uh, they, right. I guess they kind of are a package deal. Either you do everything to keep them both there or you do, you move on and say, 
all right, if you don't want to be part of a rebuilding, we can't find a way to keep Devontae. And if you're going to consider that, and I would if I were Rodgers, the key element of not rebuilding, well, then let's start to work on the potential trade to get Aaron Rodgers out of town. Uh, If that's the case, what do you think Rodgers brings back in return? I mean, I don't know. Um, couple firsts, easy, I would think, right? It's got to be a minimum of two because, yeah, they're asking for three for Deshaun Watson. Now, I know he's significantly younger, but he hadn't done anything compared to Aaron Rodgers, and they're talking about three for Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, he's he's older, so I don't think you can get as much, but you got to get damn close. It's got to be two ones, if not two ones plus. Yeah, I think so. Um, two and a player, you know, yeah, it's it'll be it'll be a king's ransom because the minute look and again his his playoff history. In fact, I just published a story about his playoff resume here a second ago, but it's not good. But you know, there's a handful of those losses that had nothing to do with him. Um, you are instantly better with him for sure. If uh, we're right and they can get two ones for him, uh, let's keep it at that reasonable number right now. Where do you think the logical landing spots are? Well, it's Denver, right? I mean, it's what we've all thought for 11 months now, 10 yeah. months. It, and it still strikes me. Denver didn't draft. I mean, this everybody knows this. There's some profound thought here. Denver did not draft the quarterback last year. They could have. There was quarterbacks on the board, and they didn't take them. Um, so far in this head coaching, head coach hiring cycle, they've interviewed Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett and the quarterback's coach Luke Getze. Do they know something? They've resigned all the receivers. They're thirty some million dollars under the salary cap. I don't know. Maybe maybe they know something the rest of us don't know. But Denver's it would seem to be the logical spot, I would think. Um, and I uh, would think if if you want to go win, that's a good spot to go after for Rodgers. That's a, that's a damn good football team minus the quarterback. Right. They've got some talent on defense, which uh, and and at uh, the wide opposite. And you're right. That's right. So that that would be a uh, team that I think Rodgers would certainly have no problem going to. Um, if that's the case, if Roger goes out, el- Rodgers goes elsewhere and there can be spinning going on between both sides here. And I give them both credit because I think they both spun as best they could leading up to this season to make it look like they weren't the bad guys in this situation. And I think at times both did well, and I think at times both got caught with their pants down a little bit. That's just my read from afar. You're there all the time. Assuming... That, it, that, that, that there isn't a major bad guy in this situation. That both parties agree, hey, it's just not doable for us to keep him from a Packers standpoint. Rodgers is enforcing their hand, but he sees the writing on the wall. And there isn't a demand or someone copping a major attitude about this whole thing. How is Aaron Rodgers going to be remembered just immediately? Because time changes everything. But as the, as the day the trade comes down... Is it going to be, how can we do this? He's a Hall of Famer. Or is it going to be, yeah, good riddance. He couldn't win in the playoffs anyway. How is he going to be handled by most of Packer Nation up there? That's a great question, Jody. The playoff resume is or resume, resume is something. I mean, he's, he's taken a lot of heat for this one. I mean, my God, Jimmy Garoppolo's got a chance to get to two Super Bowls in the last three years. Rodgers has gone to one and 14. Um. And that, that's something. But, man, oh, man, Packers fans have seen Jordan Love in a the preseason. They've seen him against the Chiefs. They saw him against Detroit in Week 18, and that was awful. Um, 
I, I, I think it'll be, I think people will recognize the complexity of all that. He's a hell of a good quarterback. They won a lot of football games with him. They won a Super Bowl with him. They lost a bunch of playoff games with him. A lot of those weren't his fault. Um, I, I think people will have a very measured approach to it. I don't think there's going to be the, the wild swing one way or the other on it. All right. You were there when uh, they parted waves with Brett Favre, correct? Yep. It, very similar that Brett did the whole I'm going to retire thing, not coming back, put the organization in a bad spot. They held firm, but then eventually did move on, but didn't trade him where he wanted to be traded to Minnesota. Instead, shipped him out to the Jets. How similar are these two situations? Yeah, not so much, I don't think. I mean, Favre's retirement talk was for a few years. Rodgers has very, very casually mentioned it, but I don't I mean he's never really – said anything that made you think, well, you might retire. I mean, even, even after the last night, not that he's not going to retire. Um, there are, you know, there is, as much as everybody talked about the soap opera last year, they're, my, my read it is they're, they're in good shape as far as the relationship with the front office. Um, Rogers certainly was not happy his last offseason um, that the GM listened to him and traded for Randall Cobb at his request that he basically went all in on this season to go in a Super Bowl, that he signed some veteran players, which they never do. Um, when when Rodgers says that he and the GM, Brian Gutekunst, are in a good spot, I believe that. If they exit, I think it's going to be on good terms. I think it's going to be that the Packers are going to see a $50 million salary cap hole and they can't dig out of it without guarding the roster. Rodgers doesn't want to rebuild. It'll be a mutual parting of the ways if, it's, if it goes that way. Where, you know what? This guy's been great for us. Um, maybe we're not in a position to win right now. Let's 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 all do what's best for us. I I could see that happening, and they're not really being a bad guy on it. No, I wouldn't call him a bad uh, guy either. All right, this is one that you can answer that we, on a national perspective, can have opinions but can't have as good insight as you can being there every day. And I know the COVID world that we live in and the NFL is playing in this year isn't what it used to be when you could get inside a locker room and get somebody to give you something off the record that's just not a capability anymore, but you can get a feel. How is Aaron Rodgers perceived in the clubhouse? No, he's the leader. No, he's an MVP. But he's also a guy who takes some pretty harsh stance on issues relating to him, the team, society in general. Uh, He does rub some people the wrong way. Is he still the man in that locker room? Are people going, all right, we gave it a shot. We we did as long as we could. Maybe it is time to turn the page. Um, The organization has their bent. The coach has his bent. How about his teammates? Do they all want him back? Mostly want him back? No, it's time to move on. How would you say the Packer teammates are hoping that this thing plays itself out? Yeah, you hate to say all because that's that's a pretty sweeping word. But I would say if it's not all, it is the overwhelming majority that would want him back. And I, and I judge it based on, like when Rodgers broke Farr's franchise record for touchdown passes um, late in the season, um, the hero was welcome he got from, from his teammates, a celebration. I mean, that's, that's real stuff, and he's got everyone's back. He's, he, he always he always has everyone's back, whether it's the the backup offensive lineman who ends up starting, um, defensive guys. You know, when, when Devondre Campbell, um, obviously he had a all pro season for the Packers. Came, you know, Rodgers shows up at training camp and introduces himself to Devondre Campbell, and I mean, this is the story that Campbell told us last week. 
Um, and Campbell's like, I know who you are, but it was, it's those little things that really, that really endear himself to everybody else. Um, that Rogers isn't bigger than everyone else that he's got time to say, introduce himself. Um, yeah, I'd, if it's not everybody, it is the over, over, overwhelming majority would, would love him back. They, they love the guy. I, and his take on COVID might not have been popular. What he said might not be popular. But you know what? He speaks his mind. And I'm telling you, there are 50-some people in that locker room who would love to speak their mind on things. But they just can't. Rodgers, of course, is untouchable. And he can say what he wants. Well, he's untouchable in some ways, but maybe not in others. If he is going to ask and or force his way or work his way, uh, that's going to be your job over the next couple of days, weeks, months to parse out exactly how this is going to shake out. Bill, we appreciate sharing uh, insight and opinions with us here tonight. Uh, we will certainly talk to you during the offseason because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to mandate that. Thanks for hopping on with us tonight, bud. All right. Take care, Jody. Appreciate it. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.